This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Biltz with the news, the headlines. This year, Romania's economy is also going to be influenced by global uncertainties caused by inflation, the escalation of the war in Ukraine, the energy crisis and disrupted supply chains. Romania has obtained from Brussels a temporary suspension for a period of three months in the exports of several drugs from the category of anti-flu antibiotics. And while attending the 53rd Annual World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu held talks with representatives of the business world. This year, Romania's economy is also going to be influenced by global uncertainties caused by inflation, the escalation of the war in Ukraine, the energy crisis and disrupted supply chains. This is one of the conclusions of a report on financial stability released by Romania's central bank BNR. The BNR report also speaks about a systemic risk related to delayed reforms and European funds absorption. In another development, the BNR urges people to show caution on taking mortgage loans because of the risk caused by the growing inflation rate. More on this after the news. Romania has obtained from Brussels a temporary suspension for a period of three months in the exports of some drugs from the category of anti-flu antibiotics. According to the authorities in Bucharest, the measure is aimed at ensuring the continuity of drug supplies to the Romanian patients in full season of respiratory infections. Authorities have given assurances that the export of medicines manufactured by Romanian producers is not being affected. We'll revert to the topic after the news. While attending the 53rd Annual World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu held talks with representatives of the business world. According to a communique issued by the Foreign Ministry during the talks, the Romanian official held with Ian Edwards, CEO of Canadian company SNC-Lavalin, and with William Young, chairman of the board of directors of the aforementioned company, high on the agenda was the participation of SNC-Lavalin in Romania's civil nuclear projects, more specifically, in the process of streamlining Unit 1 
and the construction of Units 3 and 4 of the nuclear power plant in Cernavoda, southeastern Romania. Minister Aurescu has reiterated the key role the development of the civil nuclear sector has in the national strategy for energy security, particularly in the present geopolitical context when energy independence has become of utmost importance. Aurescu has also held talks with Miguel Stilwell Dandrade, CEO of Portuguese group Energias de Portugal, where he underlined the importance of boosting investment in developing Romania's green energy resources. According to sources with the Romanian border police, 7,229 Ukrainian nationals entered Romania on Thursday. According to a press release issued on Friday since February the 10th last year, two weeks before the Russian invasion, 3,355,594 Ukrainian nationals have entered Romania. Most of these only transited the country, but 100,000 decided to remain here. The authorities in Bucharest have announced. And now to end the news bulletin, here is an important announcement. On February 13th, we mark World Radio Day. This year's edition is themed Radio and Peace. War as an antonym to peace signifies an armed conflict between countries or groups within a country, but may also translate into a conflict of media narratives. The narrative can increase tensions or maintain conditions for peace in a given context. Since wars begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men that the defenses of peace must be constructed. On World Radio Day 2023, we invite you, dear friends, to send us short written or voice messages illustrating this theme radio and peace. We are looking forward to receiving your contributions at engl at rri.ro or on WhatsApp at 0040744312650. The most interesting of them will be included in special editions of our programs or will be posted on our social media. Romania temporarily suspends the intra-community distribution of some antibiotics and antipyretic medicines against the background of the current epidemiological situation. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Daniela Budu. Romania obtained from the European Commission the right to temporarily suspend the distribution outside the country of certain drugs in the category of oral antibiotics and antipyretics, considering the current epidemiological context and the lack of some drugs on the market. The representatives of the Ministry of Health have explained that the measure will be applied for a period of three months and is intended to ensure the continuity of the availability of these products for the Romanian patients. The medicines that will no longer be able to be distributed abroad for a short period of time are ibuprofen and paracetamol for pediatric use or amoxicillin. The health authorities say that the measure does not affect the export of medicines manufactured by Romanian manufacturers. It only puts on hold the intra-community distribution of medicines allocated to the Romanian market. The line minister Alexandru Rafila says that the decision was taken to avoid a crisis in Romania because there are countries in Europe where these products are no longer available. Health Minister Alexandru Rafila. 
There are no problems and we want to make sure that we will have enough medicines in the next period as well. Of course, there are not necessarily certain brands that we are used to, but that does not mean that there is no similar medicine with exactly the same composition and exactly the same therapeutic effect. And we, the Ministry of Health, are responsible for doing everything necessary so that people have access to medicines. One doesn't necessarily need to take strawberry-flavored syrup. If there is a pediatric syrup or pediatric suppositories that contain ibuprofen or paracetamol, they are just as good. Health Minister Alexandru Rafila. In recent weeks, doctors and patients throughout the country have repeatedly complained about the lack of medicines on the market. Romania is, at this moment, at the top of the wave of respiratory infections this season. And family doctors and those working in emergency units have to deal with a wave of illnesses. People seeing a doctor these days usually have respiratory infections, flu, pneumonia or, in some cases, are infected with several viruses at the same time, including SARS-CoV-2. The cases are also numerous among children, the number of respiratory infections increasing significantly in the first week after the start of school. In the meantime, doctors draw attention to the fact that the well-known preventive measures from the pandemic must be followed. Wearing protective masks, avoiding crowds, ventilating collective spaces and home isolation when the first symptoms of the disease are felt. Vaccination against the flu is still recommended by specialists. Doctors estimate that the flu season could be extended until spring and the number of respiratory infections will start to decrease only from next month, according to the forecast of the National Institute of Public Health. Global uncertainties and delays in the reforms on which European money are conditioned are among the systemic risks identified by the National Bank of Romania. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Stefan Stoica. Uncertainties at global level in the context of the energy crisis and the war in Ukraine are a serious systemic risk which continues to increase. This is on top of the list of essential risks drawn up by the Romanian Central Bank, said Eugen Radulescu, a director with the Central Bank, at the presentation of the report on financial stability, December 2022. Another risk that cannot be ruled out is deterioration of internal macroeconomic balances, including as a result of the regional and international geopolitical evolutions. Of lower intensity, delayed reforms and European funds absorption, in particular under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan, is also a big risk, according to the Central Bank. Eugen Radulescu, the director of the Financial Stability Department within BNR, explained. We are among the countries benefiting billions of euros that have already been attracted under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Some of this amount has already been paid, which means that the money has already been sent to Romania's accounts and has been used by the government for the domains it has been earmarked for. We are quite far, however, from meeting all the required criteria. 
the central bank is only an actor on the sidelines, which observes that there is the risk of not meeting the criteria under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. That was Eugen Radulescu. According to an analysis by a working group for energy security, a two-year delay in carrying out the investment in the field of green energy under the Recovery and Resilience Plan would reduce the efficiency of the entire project by more than one-third. Benere says that the danger of this happening is real, given Romania's experience so far as regards drawing and using the European resources on time. According to Benere, there is also the risk of non-repaying the loans taken out by the non-governmental sector. As regards the population, Benares says they maintain a robust capacity to pay their debts. Nevertheless, the bank urges Romanians to be prudent as regards mortgage loans, so as not to find themselves in the situation of not being able to pay the interest rates given the high inflation. Eugen Radulescu. The situation is complicated. We have a quite high inflation rate, not the highest in Europe, but a two-figure rate. We will probably not be able to decrease it below 10% before the end of the year. A house is an expensive thing. There are currently analysts who invite people to take a close look at their revenues and make sure the interest rate is never higher than half of these revenues or risk not being able to pay it. That was Eugen Radulescu. According to Benere, the best solution is direct negotiation with the banks to find acceptable solutions. And that has been our newscast. Focus on Romania. Next in Radio Romania International's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to Loredana with a song called When a Day Feels Like a Year.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. The future starts today. Hello and welcome. I am Kalingo Tsoyu. Last year was the warmest in the history of weather measurements in Romania, according to an analysis of the National Meteorology Administration. They said that the highest average temperatures since 1990 were recorded in 2007, 2015, 2019, 2020, and 2022. At the same time, the interval between 2012 and 2022 was the warmest period over 11 years in a row, which confirms the trend of rising temperatures in Romania. At the same time, average temperatures way over the normal levels occur all over the Earth. Climate change threatens the entire planet, and is no longer a local or national problem, according to experts, who raise an alarm on the general degradation of the weather, as well as biodiversity. Scientists insist that time is of the essence, since 75% of world ecosystems are affected by human activity, with over a million species being threatened by extinction with world prosperity under threat as well, considering that over half of the world's GDP is dependent on nature. Measures to help the planet have been announced, but it is in doubt as to whether they will be applied. Stating that humanity has become a weapon of mass extinction, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres called for a peace agreement with nature. In December, at the Environmental Protection Conference in Montreal, a historic pact was adopted, one that is vital for humanity. It is called the Cumming Montreal Agreement, and it is a roadmap to protect land, oceans, and entire species in the face of pollution, degradation, and the climate crisis, being the result of over four years of difficult negotiations. The best known of the objectives was the creation of protected areas covering 30% of the planet and was presented as the equivalent of the Paris Accords that were set to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. It is notable that this agreement comes at a time when only 17% of land services and 8% of water services on the planet are protected. The text also offers guarantees to indigenous populations in areas where over 80% of biodiversity left on Earth lies, proposing to restore 30% of degraded land and reducing by half the risk of pesticides. This agreement is historic not only for the fact that it provides for the first time a framework, but also because it is ambitious. It refers to pesticides, 
and it provides for eliminating subsidies that undermine biodiversity. Commitments were made up to the year 2050, as well as financing that doubles what came before and triples monetary contributions up until 2030. Speaking for Radio Romania is Professor Mircea Duzu, chairman of the Ecological University of Bucharest. This is just the first victory, but we have to wait for the process to continue, because this Montreal Agreement has simply been approved by consensus. It is supposed to first be signed on by the states, then ratified, then applied. This is meant to create a new global framework for action in terms of biodiversity, considering that of the 21 objectives set in Japan in 2010 for 2020, none have been reached. As such, it would be desirable for most of the 23 objectives that have been set now to be reached. On medium term, by 2030, the process of eroding biodiversity should be stopped and protection of land and sea surfaces should be enhanced. On long term, aiming at 2050 and 2100, the aim is to have humanity living in harmony with nature. We can see that all these objectives are in view of the pace and stages of applying the Paris Accords on climate, since there is an interdependence between conserving biodiversity and climate change. The debates hit a snag when it came to the financial issues, which were at the center of debates until the end, even in the final voting session. The coalition of countries of the South called on rich nations to provide $100 billion per year and the progressive increase of this amount towards $700 billion until 2030. In the end, the agreement was signed with $30 billion in annual financing for conservation in developing countries. In addition to subsidies, a lot of pressure was applied in order to set up a World Biodiversity Fund similar to the one agreed on in November in Egypt. The fund is meant to help underdeveloped countries to cope with climate change. China, the country that chaired the COP15 meeting, proposed to create in 2023 a special biodiversity branch of the Global Environmental Facility. This has been the Future Stars today. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello, this is Daniel Bilz to the microphone. Vasil Alexandri, 1821-1890, was one of the leading figures of the Romanian culture of the 19th century. Poet, playwright, the creator of the theater and drama literature in Romania, folklorist, politician, minister, diplomat, and founding father of the Romanian Academy. On the occasion of the National Day of Culture, celebrated on the 15th of January, a day also marking the birth of Romania's national poet Mihai Eminescu, 1850-1889, the Romanian History Museum housed a mini-exhibition entitled The Montpellier Cup, 
the first international prize for the Romanian literature. Here is now the microphone museographer Nicoleta Koenig. This cup was awarded to Vasile Alexandri at a poetry contest back in 1878. The aforementioned contest was staged by the Society for the Study of Romance Languages, which in 1875 decided to stage a contest under the title The Latin's Song, to bring together representatives of all the Romance languages and dialects. Vasile Alexandri had learned about the aforementioned contest from the press and sent in a poem to Montpellier, not necessarily out of a desire to win, as he confessed to his friend Jacob Negruzzi, but to send a Romanian poem which was supposed to show the kinship of our language with other Latin languages. The contest was part of what was known at the time as Fête Latine, a series of festivities held in May 1878. The contest itself took place on May the 24th in the presence of numerous delegations from the Latin world and numerous participants. The jury of that contest, made up of leading figures such as Frédéric Mistral, a well-known French poet, the Spanish man of letters Albert of Quintana, and Charles of Toulon, French writer and historian, unanimously decided to award Alexandri the great prize for his poem, The Song of the Latin Tribe. Vasil Alexandri was unable to attend the event out of health reasons, so the prize was taken by Frédéric Mistral on his behalf, and the two would later become very close friends. Vasil Alexandri learned that he had won the prize from a letter he received from Albert of Quintana. And if you will kindly allow me to quote, he wrote, Luckily, all the poems presented during the Montpellier contest happened to be of a lower quality than mine. And that's how I won. All the better for the country, though. I enjoyed the success tremendously, mainly because it contributed to rekindling the sympathy of our Latin brothers for our country. Nicoletta Koenig has also told us more about how Alexandri's poem was received by the international and national publications of that time. The poem was translated in several languages very soon. It was translated in Italian, Provençal, Spanish and Hebrew, and it appeared in publications like the Italian Risorgimento, in Rasa Latina in Spain, and of course in Romania in publications like The Press, The Future, The War, and also in Literary Talks. The cup reached Romania a little later and remained in the possession of the Alexandri family until 1932, when the poet's daughter decided to donate it to the Romanian Academy. And that's all from our cultural event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this program is Music Highlights with me, Elena Enake. Today's edition features soprano Giorgetta Stoleriu and the late conductor Ludovic Bax. They were born on the same day, January 19. Let's start with an excerpt from Susanna's aria from The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. Accompanying Giorgetta Stoleriu is the Moldova Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Ion Baciu.
Next in music highlights, I invite you to listen to the last part of Symphony Concertante for Clarinet and Horn, Opus 38, by Jean-Baptiste Breval, performed by the Radio Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Ludovic Bax. We end music highlights today with soprano Giorgetta Stoleriu performing a song entitled The Garden, composed by Felicia Donciano, accompanied by the Gruppetto Ensemble.
Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Eugen Nasta. The year's first Grand Slam tennis tournament, the Australian Open, is ongoing at the weekend. Romania is represented only in the women's version of the competition. In the women's singles, Irina Begu was eliminated from the competition this past Thursday. Bego lost to Germany's Laura Siegemund in three sets, 5-7, 7-5-6-3. In the women's doubles, the Romanian-Swiss pair made of Monica Niculescu and Victoria Golubic defeated the Romanian-German pair made of Jacqueline Christian and Tamara Korpac in the first round, 6-4, 6-4. Also on Thursday, Gabriela Ruse and the Ukrainian Marza Kostyuk defeated the US-British pair made of Daniel Collins and Heather Watson, 6-4, 6-2. In 2022, as part of the Roland Garros tournament, Rusa and Kostyuk jointly reached as far as the tournament's quarterfinals. In the Champions League in women's handball this coming Sunday, in a Group A fixture, CSM Bucharest take on German opponents Pittigheim away from home. CSM are at the top of the table in the group with 19 points. Following in descending order are the winner of the league's 2022 edition, Norwegian team Vipers Kristiansand with 17 points. In the next three matches, CSM need one more point to secure their qualification to the Champions League's quarterfinals. In Group B, Rapid Bucharest play a home game against Turkish champions Kastamonu. With 16 points, holders Rapid are fourth placed in the group, on a par with third placed Espiak of Denmark. French team Metzon Bal are at the top of the table with 19 points. Hungarian team Gür are second placed with 18. Playing straight in the Champions League's quarterfinals are the first and the second placed teams in each group. Third, fourth, fifth and sixth placed teams will play their playoff fixtures according to a round-robin system. The Romanian Football Super League is to be resumed at the weekend, fixtures counting towards the 22nd round We'll see Universitata Cluj taking on FC Voluntar, while Rapid face Shepsi Sfantu Gheorghe on Friday. 
On Saturday, Petrol Ploiesh travelled to Mioven, while Universitata Krajowa are pitted against FC Botoshan away from home. On Sunday, FCU Krajowa play a home game against Utarad, while in Sibiu, the local side Hermannstad, play FCSB. On Monday, in Ploiesh, Kindia Trgovište play a home match against FC Argeš, while in Ovidiu, in the southeast, Farol Constanza plays CFR Cluj in the 22nd round's derby. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. Living Romania Coming up next in this broadcast, stay tuned for... Artscape Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu and welcome to a new edition of Artscape. Today we're going to be talking about a program run by the Romanian Cultural Institute to promote the country's Art Nouveau heritage abroad. But first we'll take a look at an urban culture festival held in Bucharest as part of the National Culture Day celebrations in Romania. So stay tuned. First held last year and intended to celebrate Bucharest's creative sector, the Urban Culture Days Festival was this year held between the 13th and the 15th of January, bringing together contemporary artists and a host of cross-disciplinary projects, including visual arts, film and music. The festival sought to explore a different side of the vibrant artistic life of the Romanian capital. One of the highlights was the screening of the animated film The Island by Anka Damian. This surrealist comedy provided a new interpretation of the story of Robinson Crusoe, in which the protagonist is a doctor who goes to live on an island inhabited by immigrants, activists and the Coast Guard. In Anka Damian's film, Friday is the only survivor of a migrant ship that sings while making the crossing between Africa and Italy. The film's plot thus departs from the original story, in order to shine a light on topical social issues such as the environment and migration. Employing visual poetry and symbolism, as an art form, the island is at the crossroads of literature, theatre, music, the visual arts and choreography explains director Anca Damian. It's as if all the arts came together in this postmodern work, including the sources of inspiration, which were themselves reinterpreted, starting with a book that became a theatre play, that became a concert, that became a film, while always acquiring something new. Based on Daniel Defoe's 1719 book Robinson Crusoe, in 1979, the Romanian surrealist writer Gelu Naum published a theatre play called The Island, which explored the themes of adventure, shipwreck and estrangement in a surrealist manner. In 2006, Naum's play got the music treatment, when Oxford Contemporary Music and South Hill Park Arts Centre commissioned Romanian-born, UK-based musician Alexander Bolanescu and Romanian songwriter Adam Miller to stage a new production. The result is something that straddles the border between theatre and alternative music, being a tongue-in-cheek production full of mildly absurd lyrics, humour and sadness. 
and it was the staging of the island that gave Anka Damian the idea for her animated film, the soundtrack to which was composed by Alexander Bolanescu and Adamila themselves. Let's have a listen to an excerpt from the English version of the 2006 project. This is from the fifth track entitled Pierre the Pirate. I like to make blueberrying so I can write my diaries to remember my memories. Today, he is alone with a mermaid. And there is also Friday, alone. They're hungry. I'm hunting. I'm shooting. Things are falling. That's the way I met Pierre. His name is Pierre the pirate changing legs. He was born with wooden legs. He lost his first leg in his first fight, but he threw a new one overnight. This one was cut so near from here and taken as a souvenir. This one was cut so near from here and taken as a souvenir. Song. This, this is, is a song about a pirate and about his wooden legs. This pirate always lost his wooden legs in the battles and he had to make new ones. One of these new legs started growing and growing and became a tree. The wooden leg became a tree full of birds and the birds were singing. He couldn't sleep at all. Besides, the leg was too heavy and uncomfortable. The next new leg grew up into a tree full of nests and eggs in harmony. Birds were singing, children were swinging, birds were singing, children were swinging, birds were singing, children were singing, birds were singing, children were singing, birds 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 were singing. Also screened at the Urban Culture Days Festival was the documentary film. Bucharest from Dawn to Dusk by Robert Antonescu, about the life of the capital city as seen by its inhabitants, all those who only work in or pass through the city. Over the course of 100 interviews, the film captures snapshots of a hectic city, gridlocked by terrible traffic, which its inhabitants both love and hate at one and the same time. You are listening to Radio Romania International. 2023 was designated the Year of Art Nouveau in Brussels, a city intimately linked to the birth of this innovative anti-establishment movement in architecture and design that began in the early 1890s, before rapidly spreading to other parts of Europe and beyond. To promote Romania's own Art Nouveau heritage, the Romanian Cultural Institute in Brussels is this year running an online program via its Facebook page which features a different post each month showcasing different aspects of the Art Nouveau legacy in Romania. The first post, for example, contains a selection of photographs from Oradea, a city which today is in northwestern Romania, but which, like most of Transylvania at the beginning of the 1900s, was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and thus heavily influenced by the architecture of the Vienna Secession, as Art Nouveau was known in Austria. 
Oradea is in fact the only Romanian city to form part of the European Art Nouveau network. At a talk hosted by the National Heritage Institute to mark Art Nouveau Day in 2022, the historian Alina Pavelescu placed the movement in the historical context of pre-World War I Europe. Before the First World War, Europe and the Europeans were an optimistic society, very ambitious and very confident in science, perhaps even more so than we are today, and at the same time eager to explore their emotional side. I believe the way in which Art Nouveau manifests itself in various European countries reflects this state of mind, with all the different so-called national expressions of this trend being characterized by this drive for renewal that could be felt across Europe at the time. The art historian Mircea Hortopan, who also attended the talk hosted by the National Heritage Institute, said Art Nouveau had the effect of making art and design available to the masses. Art Nouveau was an expression of freedom, of exploration, and it disseminated among the masses owing to the technological discoveries and progress of that epoch. This was very much in line with one of the current ideas of the day, that of art for all and beauty for all. While the Vienna secession was dominant in the architecture of Transylvanian towns and cities, dating from the turn of the 20th century and the pre-World War I years, the Neo-Romanian style, which also emerged at this time, was prevalent throughout the Romanian kingdom, which incorporated the southern and eastern Romanian lands. Considered a local response to Art Nouveau in architecture, this style incorporated traditional features and decorations, and was chiefly promoted by the architect Ion Mincum. One of the areas in which the Art Nouveau influence was most strongly felt in Romania was graphic art, whether in book illustration, advertising or typography. All of these subjects and more are discussed as part of the project showcasing the Art Nouveau legacy in Romania, being run this year by the Romanian Cultural Institute in Brussels via its Facebook page, which is free to access if you're interested in this subject. And that's all for this episode of Artscape. Until next time, from me, Cristina Mateescu, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. You are invited to listen to Dinu Yanku Salajanu, hailing from Transylvania, with a song dedicated to this dear world. Pahar cu vin, mai, hai, hai, lume, dragă, 
Bogu sabice ne veselim moj. Hai lume dragă, șal meu dore, când ești cu ai tăi la masă Hai, hai lume dragă, toarnă un pahar cu vin măi Hai, hai lume dragă, să bem, să ne veselim măi Our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>